Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And now, it's Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. You know, back when I was a kid... This would have been a really cool day to kind of reflect back fresh off the NBA All-Star Weekend, which not so long ago, at least in my opinion, was the best All-Star break in all the major sports. You had the dunk contest when things were original, the three-point challenge, the celebrity game with celebrities that you actually recognized who were current. You had a real close look at the rookies in the league, and spectacular skill on display in the actual All-Star game. But that's history. And clearly, the players don't care about things anymore, so why should we? And that's not that's that's why I'm not going to break it down. It's, It's pointless to do that. Hi, everyone. A pleasant good evening to you. Hope you're having a great holiday weekend. Zach Saban broadcasting live on the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. But we are here until 9 o'clock, and there are so many different things I want to get to. Among the things we're going to talk about, you're going to love this, how to make the NBA All-Star Weekend relevant again. What's the deal with Belly and the Cubs? You know, years ago, the White Sox had a Mr. Zero. And now the hot topic is their 0% playoff projection. It's merely a projection. Why is everyone so hot and bothered in Glendale? Plus, you know me, I've got a lot of thoughts on the Bears. So we've got a lot to pack in. In about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by the radio voice of the Chicago Bulls, Chuck Swirsky. At 640, the Athletics' Kevin Fishbane talks Bears with us. His first mock draft of the offseason is officially out. At 720, we'll head to Arizona for a detailed Sox discussion with Scott Merkin of MLB.com. And at 820, one of the smartest baseball people I know will join us. Cubs television analyst Jim Deshays will jump on board. We'll talk belly and even more after Tom Ricketts' candid comments today. That's coming up as well with Bruce Levine, who was right there. If, if you've been on social media today and you've seen the video clips of Tom Ricketts talking, you could not miss Bruce, excellent tan, the great coiffed hair, beautiful microphone placement. Well, we'll talk with Bruce about what the Cubs owner had to say today and when slash if things will get done 
with the Cubs and Cody Bellinger. You're a big part of the show as well. 312-644-6767. We will take your calls throughout. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. First, though, a few thoughts. If there's one thing that this great American sports city has always agreed on, it's that the Bears are always the number one topic of sports conversation in Chicago, even though it's been decades since the Bears truly were number one. But they're on the precipice, the precipice of being able to change the way the rest of the league and football fans everywhere look at the Bears. It is not an understatement that for many of you listening right now, the ones that weren't around for the 85 Bears, this is the most important Bears offseason in your life. There's a real opportunity, truly, to dramatically change the fortunes of the franchise. But for that to happen, the following question needs to be answered honestly and objectively. What is best for the Bears? Again, what is best for the Bears? Period. When Ryan Poles took over as GM, he dramatically stripped the team down to build it back up, acquiring as many draft picks as he could by trading away some of the team's biggest names, like Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, last year's top overall pick. You stockpile picks in order to put yourself in the position that you're in right now to be able to draft special players. In football, you cannot consistently win without a quarterback who's considered special. Championships are not guaranteed, but the teams with special quarterbacks are guaranteed an opportunity to compete for them consistently. Now, there are always exceptions. You know, if I throw out the phone number right now, 312-644-6767, I'm going to hear a bunch of exceptions, right? How about this? Since the year 2000, there are only four exceptions. Four. Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles. All the other Super Bowls during that time have been won by Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, or perennial Pro Bowl players. Warner, Brady, Roethlisberger, both Mannings, Breeze, Rodgers, Wilson, Stafford, and Mahomes, the best of the best. They've won as game managers. They've won as playmakers at some points with a lot of talent around them and others with much less. The constant, their special ability in every aspect of football, big throws in the biggest moments, clutch plays in the most stressful situations, commanding the game, a true command of the game with a total understanding of, of what the opponent is trying to do defensively and seemingly always having the right answer to the toughest problem. Another key factor, nearly all of them, not every single one, but nearly all of them were good enough immediately upon getting regular playing time. And those who weren't caught up quickly. Now, many of you listening right now believe the Bears have that kind of quarterback today. But ask yourself, honestly and objectively, 
is Justin Fields really special? I know that physically he looks like the perfect quarterback. If you built a quarterback in a lab, that quarterback would look like Justin Fields. Big arm, powerful, fast, athletic, smart, and tough. Really tough, mentally and physically. And over his first three years in the NFL, we've seen every aspect of those skills. But unfortunately, you don't see it enough. Not the way you need in order to sustain success. There have been some incredible runs that we've seen over the last three years. There have been some incredible throws that we've seen over the last three years. But Fields is also flawed. You don't see him at his best in the fourth quarter, in those clutch moments needed to close out the biggest games. And wins. Wins. It's about wins. You haven't seen many of those either. Now, there's this belief that if only the Bears had more weapons, Fields' flaws would magically disappear, and he would suddenly become as great as those championship quarterbacks I mentioned earlier. At this very moment, yes, Justin Fields is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. That means he's a starter. I believe he can get better, and I believe he will. But I also believe he will never be as good as the championship quarterbacks I mentioned earlier or the very best quarterbacks in the game today. Justin Fields is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Matthew Stafford. He's not C.J. Stroud. He's not even Brock Purdy. He's not Jared Goff. He's not Dak Prescott. He's not Jordan Love or Tua. If Kirk Cousins stays in Minnesota, Fields would be the fourth best quarterback in the division. That's not how you put yourself in a position to compete for championships. If you look at the teams that made the NFL's Final Four just this past season, here's what stood out for all of them. Quarterbacks, defenses, coaching. So yeah, I do believe the Bears can do better than head coach Matt Eberflus, but he's here. And there's no denying his defense is good enough right now to compete with the top teams in the league. But I don't believe Justin Fields has the ability to lift the offense into one of the top units in the NFL. The Bears didn't give up multiple draft picks to acquire Fields so that they could merely win with him if he had enough weapons around him. They gave up those picks and made the trade to win because of him. And that hasn't happened enough. And that's not going to get any easier once you have to pay him. A truly special quarterback is not merely along for the ride. They are the ride, like those championship quarterbacks I mentioned earlier. And we've seen this before. The Bears gave up multiple picks for Jay Cutler. They thought he was the guy. They gave him two mega contracts because they thought he was a quarterback you win because of. He wasn't. The Bears gave up multiple picks for Mitchell Trubisky because they thought he was a quarterback you win because of. He wasn't. And neither is Justin Fields. 40 games is more than enough to make a decision. There should be no debate. When the 2024 NFL draft begins in April, you have the opportunity to pick a quarterback who is better, cheaper, and perhaps truly special in Caleb Williams. 
and you don't have to give up a single draft pick to do it. There's a notion that you'd be taking a step back with a rookie quarterback, and that's not true. If anything, you can take a massive step forward. Not only can you get better at the quarterback position, but by the Bears having a boatload of cap space, the number nine pick, they're going to add more selections when they trade fields and can keep adding for the next few years until they have to make a decision on Caleb Williams like they do now with Justin Fields. It's that entire combination that can put the Bears in a genuine position to sustain success. The kind of success that has eluded the Bears for a very long time. The kind of success the Bears cannot sustain with their current quarterback, no matter how much fun Justin Fields is to watch. Because you know what's more fun? Winning. And winning a lot. Go back to the original question I asked. What's best for the Bears? And the answer is Caleb Williams. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We'll take your calls throughout as time permits. Try to get in as many as possible. Got a packed show tonight. First up, Chuck Swirsky. He's got some thoughts on fields too. Next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now it's Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. No idea what last night was, by the way, for those trying to figure out. I, I was so fired up for the NBA All-Star game because Commissioner Adam Silver made a big deal about it, right? The players were talking about how they wanted to make it more competitive, right? So you're sitting there, especially after the uh, exciting three-point contest, the duel between Steph and Sabrina, right? And, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to see something that we haven't seen over the last few years. And then they came up with whatever last night was. How do you make it better? That's really all people care about. How do you make it a little bit more relevant where when you sit down on a Sunday night to watch the NBA All-Star game, you feel like you're going to have a little bit of a competition. Zach Saban with you here on The Score until 9 o'clock. Action-packed show. 
I know a guy who might have an answer or two. It is the longtime decorated radio voice of the Chicago Bulls here on The Score, Chuck Swirsky. And Chuck joins us on The Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Chuck, thank you so much for spending some time with us on this holiday Monday night. So what is the answer to fixing what we saw last night? And the answer, by the way, good to hear your voice, Zach. And um, are you are you in Arizona right now or are you in Chicago? I'm in Chicago. I will head to Arizona right after the Big East tournament and be there for the duration, and I can't wait. All right. That'll be a short-lived tournament. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. You know what, Zach, can I digress for a moment? Go ahead. Like, as you know, I did 14 years with DePaul play-by-play. And we had, for the most part, some really, really, really good teams. I mean, you know, Aguirre, Cummings, Edwards, Comagies, Strickland, Stanley Brundy. We could go right down the list. Um, and, you know, for the life of me, I, I, I get it. It's a different culture, NIL, all this stuff. But there's no reason to not believe that DePaul should not be an elite college basketball program in this country. I think they believe, and there are a lot of people that that think like you, that they can be much more competitive and in the mix in the Big East Conference. So I, I think the new athletic director, Dwayne Peavy, who came over from Kentucky, feels like you. It's one of the reasons they made the coaching change in the middle of the season to try and help boost the uh, ability to be able to spend the money that you need to spend now if you want to compete at a high level in college athletics. You know, the plans are in place. You've seen them for the new practice facility. They play in as beautiful an arena as there is in the Big East Conference in Wintrust Arena in the South Loop. And now it's just a matter of putting together a coaching infrastructure in place where you can build a team that competes with the very best in the Big East Conference. Now, UConn is number one in the country. Right, Uh, I get that. They're significantly better than everybody else. But you look at some of the other teams and – you know, there's there's no reason that DePaul can't be a Seton Hall or be a St. John's or be a Providence. The resources are the same once you, you start to generate a little bit more revenue. And uh, I think Dwayne Peavy understands that. Now it's just making the correct identification when it comes to a coach at the end of the year. All right. So, so the athletic director, is this his second hire at this? Yes, this will be his uh, his second hire. Okay. Well, he to me, he's got to get this right. Um, because, I mean, ultimately you judge an athletic director on how the programs run and the structure and the culture, but also the people you hire. And you want successful coaches to lead these young men and women in their respective programs. So hopefully they'll get it right. I think it's an intriguing program, and I think talking with a lot of NBA people that uh, are assisting coaches right now in the league that have some interest in this program. Um, I hope that the AD considers everything. So having said that, the NBA All-Star Game, and quite frankly, Zach, major disappointment. The effort, not there. The energy, not there. 
Um, I really thought, like you did, like a lot of fans, that we were going to get a really competitive, really intense game. I'm not talking about a playoff game, okay? I get that. But I'm talking about something other than what we saw last night where it was it was a complete disservice to the fan base who really wanted to see the best against the best. And God rest his soul. I kid you not, having known Kobe for years, had he watched this last night, had he been in Indiana, he would have walked out. I guarantee it. It was, it was hard to watch. I turned it off. Chuck, I, I had every intention. I, I was actually excited about watching what I figured would be a little bit more of a competition, especially in light of the talk leading up to the game. And very early, you could tell uh, this was going in the wrong direction. So I, I hope they find a way to, and, and I've, I've read that players want to get paid more for uh, their appearances in the All-Star game. There's a way to work this out where you can have a real competition and at the same time show all these incredible skills that these players have that you might not be able to see in real games. So you can have a little bit of the fun, but also have a, a competition as well. I, I get it. But, but basically, Zach, what they're saying is we want more coin to play harder or to have a different slant on this game. And I think that's wrong. Now, to me, a guy like LeBron, and listen, I, I could go on for hours about LeBron, trust me, but wouldn't you think LeBron would kind of meet with his club before the game and say, listen, you know what, this is my 20th. I don't have too many seasons left doing this in February. So let's make a statement here. We've got the greatest players in the world on this floor Let's send the Eastern Conference a statement. They wanted to go back to East and West. I'm all for that. But wouldn't you think that arguably the greatest player in this generation, I'm not saying the greatest ever, that's MJ, but the greatest player in this generation could make a statement inside that locker room and set the tone? It's a great question. And we're talking, by the way, with Bulls radio man Chuck Swirsky here on The Score. Zach Saban with you until 9 o'clock. I've always had great respect for LeBron James and the veteran players that are currently playing in the NBA because they've always had their pulse on what fans really care about and the things that fans want to see and the things that are important even off the court. And they've never been afraid to voice their opinions on the things that really matter. So that's what was so surprising to me about the way yesterday's game unfolded. And and I don't understand. Now, maybe LeBron did say something to his squad before they took the court. And, and it didn't click for whatever reason. But, Perhaps. But because the game was played the way it was, I don't think anything was said. And that's surprising to me. Yeah. Um, but, oh, wait a minute. We have to find out whether LeBron's going to do the farewell tour or whether or not he's going to go the Tim Duncan route. Let me think about that one for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, uh, where were we? So, the game. So, yes. I mean, if you want to go U.S. against international, but then you're going to run into some issues regarding the roster. I mean, like, you know, who – 
what players you subtract international players and you're going to put them on one unit and then, okay, the American, and then are you going to do this? Because I do think there would be an edge to that. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a playoff edge, but I think there would be an edge. Um, So that might, you might want to tweak it a little bit, but I think right now, if you saw the body language and even, I don't know if you have the audio cut Zach available, but so Adam Silver, who I'm a big fan of, and you could tell how displeased he was at the end when he was handing out the uh, trophy to Giannis with the team captain for their team winning Eastern conference. You could tell how short and curt that the commissioner was about the outcome and how it was displayed in front of millions of people. I don't think he was very, very happy at all. I don't know if he's made a public statement about it yet today. Maybe he's waiting for his jets to cool a little bit before he says something out of frustration, but I don't think he was happy. I don't know if you saw that or heard the clip, yeah, he said but, something along the lines of uh, congratulations, you scored more points than, it, it, you know, it wasn't as though he was, uh, it was almost done in sarcasm and a little bit of anger as opposed to uh, uh, truly being grateful for competition the way yeah, a, a it was commissioner like, normally. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, guess what? Yep. <laughs> Somebody had to win. And by the way, 200 points. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. So, so help I'll, me. I'll tell you what, my Go ahead. phone, Zach, was blowing up during the game from so many people I know in the league. And and they, very similar to you, they, they I, in fact, I got texts from people in the fourth quarter saying, like, what's the score now? Because I had to turn it off. <laughs> and I, I can't blame them for doing so. It, it was an embarrassment, and I, I'm all for showcasing skill and uh, the fancy passing that you would normally not take a chance uh, of doing during a game. You know, I don't mind occasionally, you know, uh, a ricochet off the backboard or or a half court shot, but you can't do it every single time and turn it into. I mean, there are practices that are more competitive than yeah. Hey, what we how seen. about this one? How about the the uh, when where Luca uh-huh. lets one fly from like sixty five feet because they wanted to go two for one. Ugh. See the <laughs> thing that I'd like to see, and you you mentioned, I just want to see East versus West, and the, the commissioner has been very good. Like I, I love the in season tournament because you created a little bit of intrigue, got more publicity, got some players to play a little bit harder early on in the season than we've seen in, in the last few years. Find a way to create, and and I know you don't like this, but clearly there needs to be some incentive for these guys to take that game a little bit more seriously. So maybe baseball did it a few years ago, and people didn't like it, you know, uh, that you had, you know, this time it counts. You remember that whole marketing campaign and the winner of the All-Star game, the league that won the the baseball All-Star game ended up having home field advantage in the World Series, which didn't seem fair, but at least there was some incentive for the players during the All-Star game to take it seriously. I don't think you have to go that far, but you have to find something that resonates with with these players so that you give us a reason to truly watch the game going forward. Yeah. Well, again, you know, you're right, and I don't I don't know what what's going to happen because you have to go through the players association and everything that comes with that. 
And so we will see. But I do know for a fact that that Adam Silver has tried everything humanly possible to get this thing back on track. And what, what's going to be interesting, you know, the last couple of years, I think, Zach, um, December 25th, the NBA owned it. But because now it was on the weekend, yeah. um, you know, the NFL came into play and said, hey, guess what? We want to join this party because a lot of people have the day off. They want to see sports. Um, I believe Christmas is on a Wednesday this year. And I, I don't believe the NFL has ever had a game on a Wednesday, have they? I don't believe so, no. I mean, so, maybe before uh, television, but not in the TV. Because if the NFL ratings, when they went up against the NBA, you know who won that battle, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I, I, if, if you're Adam Silver and you're looking at the NFL schedule for 24, you better hope that the, that the NFL yeah. isn't going to tweak their schedule to play on Christmas Day. Oh, but, uh, again, you know, it remains to be seen. It, you know, it's a, the NBA is a great game, and the Western Conference right now is certainly up for grabs, Zach. I mean, there are some really, really good teams. I don't think we're talking about the Clippers enough, but, you know, I mean, Minnesota is a feel-good story, and you, you've got certainly Denver in the East. I think there's separation now. I think Boston definitely is the team to beat, and, you know, Embiid better be at least 80% going into games in April if he can play in April. We don't know that. But all I can tell you is that right now I would think Boston is the clear-cut favorite to come out of the East, unless all of a sudden the light bulb goes on with Milwaukee. I mean, you know, here are yeah. the comments from Doc Rivers oh. about taking the job <laughs> and saying, well, I really should have done this at the All-Star break. But, well, we're here, right? So <laughs> so from this point forward. I'm sure the players appreciated that. You mean, Doc, like, we've been playing for 10 games, and, like, now you're coming out with that? Oh. All right, we have about a minute to go. Uh, because Kevin Fishbane is joining us coming up in our next segment. But I do have one question about the Bulls, and then I want to get your thoughts on Fields, because you've not been shy about Justin Fields and the Bears when it comes to social media. So first, give me an idea internally what the Bulls are looking at as they approach the so-called second half of the NBA season. Well, I mean, I think you know now that the trade deadline's over, Zach, I mean, they know exactly what they've got. I mean, they know that Levine is not going to be with them. He's gone for the year. And that hopefully they're going to get Williams back. I'm not so sure he's going to be able to go on Thursday against Boston. But I think he's, unless something's happened between now, because I haven't connected with anyone with the Bulls since their last game, I would think they're anticipating Williams to return soon. And that's a good thing. So I think that uh, these games coming up four or five are at home. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, they've got some scheduling situations where they've got uh, Detroit, Cleveland, and Milwaukee coming in all on third games and four nights and all second games of back-to-backs. And so sometimes it's not only who you play, it's when you play them. So I'm anticipating the Bulls. I would still think with Miami and Orlando trying to still figure things out, um, if the Bulls can get on even a four or five game win streak, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, they haven't been on a five game win streak all year, but if they can get on a roll here, 
I think the eighth seed is within reaching distance. And then you take chances and see what happens. All right. Good stuff. Justin Fields, you've been a huge advocate of his. And if I would have told you that they could have a better player in this draft, cheaper, and continue to add to make the rest of the team better, why would people turn that down? Well, I'll tell you why you turn it down. It's because it's the locker room. And they know exactly what they've got in Justin Fields. And, um, again, I don't have any inside information. I'm just Joe Bag of Donuts, Zach. I watch a game <laughs> eating a pizza. But I'm telling you that there's something about this kid and his charisma. He's getting better. And if they surround him again with a, a, some more pieces, impactful pieces, I think you will see Justin Fields emerge as one of the top flight quarterbacks in the NFL. If he gets traded, I hope the Bears come to him and say, we've got offers and they're very similar. So where would you like to go? We're going to move you. We don't want to, but we're going to. It's a business. We get it. But we've got Pittsburgh. We got Atlanta. We got Las Vegas. Where do you want to go? Is We got Washington. We got one of four teams. Where do you want to go? You give us an answer. Give us an answer within the next 24, 48 hours. Talk to your agents. Look at the personnel. Get back to us, and we'll send you there. Period. The versatile Chuck Swirsky giving his opinion on all things sports here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Chuck, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Zach, you're awesome. Enjoy Arizona. Thank you. And you're not half bad yourself. You can hear Chuck Swirsky Every night, the Bulls are on the score here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. A quick break. When we come back, Kevin Fishbane joined his colleague Adam Johns in mock draft number one for them this offseason. The results next as we talk to the Fishman right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. And now it's Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Here until 9 o'clock, talking a lot of different things with you. A reminder that BetMGM and 670 The Score are honoring a Hall of Famer, Chris Chelios' career and retirement of his number 7 jersey this Sunday. Mully and Hall will be broadcasting live at Kaiser Tiger from 12 to 3 p.m. The show is expected to feature a visit from the man of the hour, Chris Chelios, and other special guests. Come by, say hello before going to the game. That's this Sunday from 12 to 3 p.m. at Kaiser Tiger, located at 1415 West Randolph near United Center. Bet MGM is also celebrating by offering $7 bonus bets to all customers in Illinois. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. All right. There are many great and talented sports writers in Chicago, but there is only one Kevin Fishbane who is the Illinois Sports Writer of the Year. And we will hear from him momentarily as we get set to talk a little bit about the latest draft in The Athletic. And the reason for that is because this is probably the most important draft that that the Bears have had in a very, very long time. 
They're all important, obviously. But you really got to hit this time. You just have to hit. You can't get cute and do these weird things. You just can't. You can't get cute. You can't trade up because you already have the number one pick. Don't trade down thinking that you can trade back up after getting more picks. If there is a player that you deem special, and there is one that I think many around the NFL deem special in Caleb Williams, does that mean he is a perfect draft prospect? No, no one is a perfect draft prospect. You know, Peyton Manning was drafted first overall, and if I'm not mistaken, he had a terrible rookie season, and it took him a little bit of time to get going. I think it's different now in the NFL because a lot of the schemes that are used in college are now used in the NFL, so it's never been, and and I'm using this in air quotes, it's never been easier for a young quarterback to quickly acclimate himself to the NFL game from college. The problem is that here, because there have been so many failed quarterbacks, you just assume that a young guy is going to stink as soon as he takes the field. If a guy is good, that shouldn't happen. And just because Justin Fields looked terrible his first year and has not won many games over his first three seasons as an NFL quarterback, does not mean that Caleb Williams would come here if if he truly is as special as people say. It does not mean that he comes here and it's bad. If the guy is right, and this is this is one of the things I hear this all the time on the score. I I, I see it on social media when you guys are coming after me if I say anything positive about Caleb Williams. You hear that, why do you want to start over? Do you really want to see Justin Fields with a third offensive coordinator in four years? I don't. How many games is enough for a young quarterback to have success? If you were good, you're good almost immediately. Especially the the latest crop of quarterbacks. You didn't have to wait for Joe Burrow to be great. He got hurt his first year. As soon as he was healthy, bam. He was terrific. Patrick Mahomes sat his first year, had one start near the end. As soon as he got his opportunity when Alex Smith was traded, year two, he's never looked back. He's been one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, and he's only 28 years old. I just don't understand why people think that it's impossible for a young quarterback to be good immediately. Justin Herbert didn't know he was going to make his first start until Tyrod Taylor had his lung punctured two hours before kickoff, and the head coach, Anthony Lynn, has to go over and tell Justin Herbert, hey, Rook, You got to go. You got to play. He's never given up the job since. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. 
the third best quarterback on the 49ers roster. And he got an opportunity to play, and he's never looked back. Took Jalen Hurts one year. It took a coaching change for Tua, a coach that actually believed in him. Look what happened. Year one with Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. C.J. Stroud. Where were all the weapons that C.J. Stroud had before the season started? I don't think C.J. Stroud played with one single skill position player as good as D.J. Moore. And yet he had an all-time rookie season. This is the point I'm making. If a guy is good, you will see it immediately when he gets an opportunity to play, or almost immediately. Same with Jordan Love. All right, let's talk a little bit about that mock draft 1.0 in The Athletic that Kevin Fishbane and Adam Johns put together. And joining us now is the Illinois Sports Writer of the Year, Kevin Fishbane from TheAthletic.com. He joins us on the score Hotline Circa Resort and Casino Hotline Circa Las Vegas.com. Kevin, good evening. Thank you so much. I'm imagining that the the number one overall pick in mock draft one point is not a trade down by the Chicago Bears. Uh no, Zach. And I have a feeling, you know, we do about three or four of these. And I know you're always a, a big mock draft guy and you kind of devour them. So, you know, and it's probably gonna be the same number one pick in every single one. It's probably gonna be Caleb Williams from now until uh draft day. And, you know, our guy Dane Bruger at the Athletic, who does a phenomenal job breaking down, you know, three hundred plus prospects. Uh, you know, he had Caleb Williams in his last mock draft, and I assume he's going to keep doing it. Um, you know, look, obviously, if the Bears, if if we leave Indianapolis, you know, two weeks from today, right, maybe there's something happened. Maybe there's some weird conversations there. Um, but, yeah, I would imagine that uh, the number one pick that you will read about on the mock draft that's up right now is probably going to be the number one pick. Uh, in our future mock drafts, barring something unforeseen. Kevin, you spend a lot of time talking to a lot of different people around the league. Why is it almost unanimous that Caleb will The debate really is, who's the number two quarterback in this draft? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? Why is there no debate when it comes to Caleb Williams? I think people just see a unique talent that you, you doesn't come around every day or every year, every draft, uh, you know, the accuracy, the athleticism, the playmaking ability, uh, we all saw it. And, you know, obviously last year got heavily scrutinized and, you know, he, he had a rough team around him, certainly. Uh, and he made his own mistakes. And I think that teams, including the Bears, are going to dive into that and try to figure out what happened in some of those games and talk to Caleb Williams about what happened in some of those games. But people around the league, they just see this as a no-brainer. This guy has the physical gifts um, and has shown it in Oklahoma and showed it at USC that he's just that good um, and that he's uh, a talent that you that you don't pass up on. Visiting with Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic, talking Bears here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Why has Justin Fields become such a, and 
in essence, because of Fields, you can say the same thing about Caleb Williams. Why has this become such a polarizing topic? Welcome to Chicago, Zach. I mean, no, no, I don't. I don't believe it. I I don't believe that's a simple answer because I did not hear a single person when the Blackhawks were getting ready to select Connor Bedard. Did not hear a single person say, "What are they doing?" Well, I, I say the welcome to Chicago because I think that we've seen Bears quarterback conversations in this city. Uh, I guess devolve into things that don't line up with what people around the league believe. Like this just wouldn't be the first time that we we've seen quarterback conversations get out of control. Uh, I think Justin Fields, there are two things that Justin Fields did. One was he had a phenomenal career at Ohio state. And that night the bears traded up for him. The bears fan reaction was unlike anything I had seen in the city since they traded for Jay Cutler. And I think there's a lot of people that have still glommed on to that hope that the guy who was so good at Ohio state was going to be the savior. And it, I mean, I mean, you remember the night that they picked Mr. Bisky was nothing like the night that they picked Justin Fields. So that hope, that belief, he gave them enough. He gave fans enough of morsels of great, of flashes of brilliance to believe that it's there that he can be that guy. And I just think there's just a, a disappointment that it hasn't happened and a fear that uh, the next quarterback drafted won't do it just because the other guys haven't. Um, so I think a lot of those things are kind of connected that has turned this thing so polarizing. And, you know, look, I'll say this too. It's a, it's a credit to Justin Fields, right? That, you know, the Bears record, his own stats don't reflect that this should be a decision, that this should be a debate. But because he's so beloved in this town by so many people, um, it has turned into one. So, you know, that, 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 again, I think it's a testament to uh, some of the things he's done on the field and some of the things, some of the things he's shown off the field with his toughness. Um, but, and, and the way his teammates gravitate toward him. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this is, uh, it's a unique situation, but we, we've also seen a lot of quarterback conversations in this town uh, you know, go, go a direction that we don't expect. Bears have never been in a position, at least in the Super Bowl era, they've never been in a position where they've had the opportunity to take the best quarterback in a draft and also that have that quarterback be universally thought of as special. I'm not saying that he's the next Patrick Mahomes. And I think that would be unfair for anybody. That's like comparing someone to Tom Brady. It, it, you wouldn't do that. It's it's not fair to the player, and it's not fair to the greatness of Tom Brady or the greatness of, of Patrick Mahomes. But when you're in this unique position, you don't trade down, you don't keep a guy that you've had for 40 games and hasn't shown you a blip of being able to pass the ball at the level needed. This does not mean... That's another thing that, that we have to point out. This does not mean that Justin Fields can't pass and can't throw the ball. What it means is he is poor in the passing game, and because of it, the Bears have struggled mightily. And the people that say, oh, look, he was three wins away from being able to... Well, you know what? It's hard when you have a quarterback who doesn't play at his best in the fourth quarter. 
You saw the Super Bowl get decided by a quarterback who was at his best in the fourth quarter and in overtime. You've never seen that from Justin Fields. And the people that go, oh, well, look at what he did in Minnesota after fumbling twice. I mean, come on. Open your eyes. Sorry, I had to go yeah. on my little rant there. Because you also hear Marvin Harrison, right? If you put Marvin Harrison alongside DJ Moore, is that going to be better than what Minnesota had with Randy Moss and Chris Carter? When, when Tom Brady had Randy Moss, he didn't win a championship. How many championships has Justin Jefferson won? He's got Jordan Addison on the other side, too. It's about quarterbacks, defenses, and good coaching. It wasn't really a question. It was just more of a event. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Look, uh, rising tide lifts all boats. And uh, Caleb Williams is supposed to be the type of talent that is going to lift everyone around him. Um, and, and, that, and, and fortunately for him, if he's going to be a Bear, he's going to be joining a much better Bears team than Mitch Trubisky joined in 2017, uh, that Justin Fields joined in, uh, in 2021. Uh, than most rookies, most number one picks. And Bryce Young got to join in Carolina. He's going to join a better roster than C.J. Stroud got uh, in Houston. Uh, you know, the Bears have this window now. And and the other thing about this, Zach, we're not even talking about the number nine pick. Yes. That's like, I mean, you want to talk mock drafts, Zach? We would have so many mock drafts, just about the 10 guys that they could pick at number nine. And we're barely even talking about the fact that the Bears are going to have another top 10 pick after they make their sele- presumably make their selection number one. And so the, it, exactly. it's a unique opportunity that, that you, you, under, you got to understand for Ryan Poles from a GM standpoint, it's very hard to not be excited about this opportunity the Bears have in front of them. It is the most important offseason that most Bears fans have lived through if you weren't around for the 85 championship. Because think about it. You can trade Justin Fields and get picks and value there. You can also trade the number nine pick if there's a quarterback available and one of those quarterback needy teams wants to trade up to number nine. You know, say Bo Nix is available right there or or Penix or one of them, right? Someone's going to trade up to get that number nine pick. And that's what people are missing here. You can grab Caleb Williams, the best quarterback in this draft, and also do the other things you wanted to do beforehand trade down get more picks improve the complete team around him and create an infrastructure for sustained success seems pretty straightforward to me zach i didn't have to convince you that's why i enjoy reading your stuff <laughs> by the way a a a heartfelt congratulations on willing uh, on, on winning illinois sports writer of the year we always come away smarter when we talk football with kevin fishbane from the athletic thank you so much for spending just a little bit of time with us on this holiday weekend Thank you, Zach. Much appreciated. That's Kevin Fishbane. A lot of football stuff. When we come back, breaking Cubs news. Plus, what in the world do you make of what Tom Ricketts had to say today? We'll break it all down with Bruce Levine next on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.